You're listening to City Lift Church's podcast. We hope today's message fuels you with courage for your journey. Here's today's message. Hey, good morning. Thank you for being with us as we have chosen to go online today as City Lift Church. And I just want to start by thanking everybody for giving us uh, grace in this season as we lead through a very unique situation as a church down here in South Florida and then just as the global church is navigating how to minister through coronavirus. And, uh, you know, I do appreciate all of our leaders. You guys have worked so incredibly hard the last few months. And really for us, the last two months have been our best two months. And so, you know, I'm very confident that we will get through this storm as a church and that we will also really be able to reach probably more people than ever before. And, uh, you know, as the world is dealing with so much, I really think we've got a great answer to offer. And so this morning, we are gonna continue our open series and we'll be hearing from Mary Ellie in just a few minutes. Uh, but before that, I want to share a few updates as well as give you a few thoughts on uh, what I think we could do as believers in, in this kind of times of uncertainty and how to address this and everything. So the first thing is I wanna let you guys know that we are gonna kind of play the next few weeks literally week by week. We, we might be at a different venue, we might be uh, online, we might try to do some smaller venues. We're just gonna kinda see what happens and how this thing changes. Uh, literally, the last three days has been so full of change, and, and Friday, literally, it was like changing by the hour. And so I apologize for a little bit later of a call that we decided to go online, but it was just changing so fast. I want to make sure I had as much information as possible to make a great decision. We want everyone to feel safe. Everyone's safety is like our highest priority, as well as we want people to feel great about being at church. So we decided it's best. Let's go online this weekend, administer to people this way, and then we'll look week by week as we go forward from here. Um, and so a few thoughts I have on how we can approach coronavirus as believers and I want to start in 2 Timothy 1, 7. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We are a people of faith. And as the world deals with so much fear right now, we have hope and healing because God has given us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. And I think this is a great just reminder that the church is not a building that we go to. The church is a movement of people we choose to be a part of. And even in this, we can be the light of the world. We can be the hope the world needs. We can be the reminder that, no, we can choose faith and love and a sound mind amidst all the craziness. So I think we've got a great opportunity to be the church right now. Even if a lot of that happens online, through social media, through smaller conversations, we can still be the church right now and fulfill God's mission. Second thing I want to share is from Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Prayer involves God, right? Like we are a people of prayer. And I do think it's cool today that the president declared that this day is a national day of prayer. And for us as the people of God, prayer is not a last resort. It's, it's our first response, right? The first thing we ought to do is pray. We want to involve God. And so I would encourage us right now, man, pray for the church. Pray for the body of Christ. Pray for our world. Pray that, you know, that doctors and others can find a cure. And, and you know, just let's start praying that, that right now coronavirus begins to shift. 
And there's no doubt this has shifted all of our lives, has changed so many things. Yet, I believe our God is still bigger. I believe our God is more faithful. And, and coronavirus is a scary name right now, but I believe the name of Jesus is still greater. And so we as a people, let's pray, let's involve God. And, and I believe in doing so, God is gonna invade our space like never before. And even in this process, I think people can find his love and his faithfulness in that as we, the church, begin to pray. So I believe prayer changes things, it shifts things. Let's begin to pray like never before for our world. And the last thing I wanted to share is from Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good for those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. Somehow, church, this is gonna turn out for our good. And I know right now it looks like a storm. It looks like, oh man, how could this ever turn out to something good? I just believe our God is that big that he can use even this and turn about something good as we trust them and as we look to them. Um, and so it's definitely a storm. It's a storm that's hitting so many local churches. It's hitting the world. But I believe that we're going to stand. I believe we're going to get more united through this. We're going to get stronger through this. And, and ultimately, we're going to go through this storm. We're going to go through this test. And we're going to come out better on the other side, more equipped, better prepared to reach people with God's mission of love. So in closing, City Lift leaders, I want to say I love you. I appreciate you. You mean so much to me, church. You mean so much. It's been such an amazing two months. And as I wind down, three things we need from you right now. The first one is we need you to pray for us. Pray for wisdom for every pastor, every church, and please include us as we lead through something we've really never faced before. Totally unique thing right now. We need your wisdom, we need your prayers. Number two, we need your continued financial support. You can give through the website, you can uh, give online, there's a few other ways you can do that, we'll post later. Um, but the church does have some operating expenses that even though we're not meeting physically, we still wanna run the church with great stewardship uh, and still fulfill the mission of God how we can. So we need your help there. And lastly, we need grace. Um, we, it is literally going to change week by week for the next few weeks until we see if we're able to kind of contain the virus a little bit or, or if things get a little worse. And, you know, and we want to really follow the local authorities, what our governor is saying. Uh, we want to use wisdom and faith in this time, in this season. And so we need your grace. Uh, we're probably not going to make every move perfectly, uh, but we're going to do our best to follow God and, and put everyone's safety at, at, a, at just the, the highest level possible. So guys, we love you. Again, thank you so much for being here today. And in just a second here, we're going to hear from Marielle as we continue our open series. Hey guys, I am so excited to be here. Well, um, let's just say thank you God for social media. Like, thank God um, we can still meet and reach people with God's word in this way and what a privilege it is for me to be here. Um, I do have a crazy powerful word that really just hit me at my heart. So this isn't just for you, this was for me first. Um, and so don't tune out yet because it's gonna be amazing. Um, I titled this preaching, Open Hands and Closed Fists. And brace yourself, I am gonna start with a mom story because let's be real, I'm a mom of three. So that's like the most relatable topic I have right now. So I'm a mom of three, right? When my first kid was born, let me tell you, control was like, that's all I did. All I did was try to control my child, the people around my child, who held that, her, um, just everything. I was like mama hawk, okay? I wanted to control every aspect of her life, every breath that she took was like on my watch, right? 
And then I had a second kid and it was like sort of like that, but not really. And then I had a third and like right now, I just don't have enough hands to have that kind of control, right? Um, so today we're gonna talk about sort of like control and the effects that it has in our lives and what it looks like to have open hands and not clenched fists. So I talked about that because I realized that in a lot of our lives, we, we just love control. In different areas of our lives, we just love control because it makes us feel safe. It makes us feel like, I got this, I know where it's going, I know what I'm gonna do, I know how it feels, and if I like it or don't like it. And that's just how we live our lives, right? But what happens is when we live that like that, we tend to just close our fists and then walk that way. And the longer we walk like that, the tighter our fists get. And that has a terrible effect on our lives. So we're gonna talk about how God is so intentional in wanting to break that and hold our hands and one by one, each finger, just let them loose and have us release things onto him. So I'm gonna start with the story of Adam and Eve. And yes, I'm gonna rank on Eve just a little bit again. Like we all know this story. There was a garden of Eden and everything was beautiful and perfect and Eve killed it because she ate the fruit, right? But um, it's more than that. We're gonna talk about why Eve ate the fruit, right? God presented a choice. He said, everything is great, don't touch the tree. And for those of you who wanna read it later in the Bible, it's in the first book of the Bible, Genesis. Um, so she goes into the tree and she's like, I really, there's a choice now. Like I can either just enjoy everything else and everything will be perfect or like, what's going on with that tree over there? Like how come I can't touch it? I don't know what it is, what is it? And guess who shows up, right? Satan, and he presents another choice. So God presents a choice, Satan presents a choice. Um, and Satan fills Eve's mind with like, hey, but you should totally like eat from the tree. God just doesn't want you to because then you're gonna know everything that he knows, right? So let's focus on that No, That's really where control comes. We want to know everything. So a lot of us are not much different than Eve. We want to know the ins and outs of all the areas of our lives and the people closest to us, right? Because that's how we can have control over um, our lives, right? Um, God wants you to know that his plan is greater. And then if you release your need to know, he's got you and he's gonna let you know everything that you need for your life. So how do we get from clenching our fists to opening our hands and living like that? It all starts with perspective, right? Our perspective, like guys, let's be real, even though we're all about like helping the world and making the world a better place and we try to get deep with our emotions and let's talk about the things that matter, yes. But even so, we are very small-minded people. In our life, we're just very linear. We think about we were born, we grew up, we have a family, we went to school, we like try to make something of ourselves, we fell in love, maybe got married, we went on vacation, saw the world, retired and died. God is like so much bigger than that. He's not just thinking about that tiny little timeline of your life or the fly on the wall. He's thinking about the whole house. He's thinking about your life and your purpose and how you're living it and how it affects everybody else. And he's a big picture kind of God. He's so much bigger than that. So in order to start letting go of our fists, we need to change our perspective. And the Bible says in Romans 12 too, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Testing, um, by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So pretty much, we gotta renew our minds. Like everything that's been in there and that we've been growing up with and that we know and life and experience that has been put in there, God's like, let me just like renew you a little bit and let me show you my will and test it and it is perfect and you will get to experience it, right? So 
pretty much, um, I drew like a little picture on my notes about glasses because I'm a visual person, so I'm just gonna share that with you. So um, I just pictured me like just putting on some glasses and this is my own perspective of life, right? And as I live experiences and as I go through things and as I encounter different types of people and I get involved in different activities and life just hits me and happens, every experience causes a scratch in my lens. Every bump in the road causes my glasses to fall and may have a crack. What are things that are cracking our lenses today, our perspective? When it talks, if we talk today about God specifically and the church and Christianity, what has cracked your lens? Has it been like you met a whole bunch of really unchristlike Christians that were like super holy on the outside, but when you got to know them, really burned you? So you were like, you know what? Forget you guys. Like, I can't. Like, that scratch was just like way too big on your lens, and you're like, forget it. I don't want it anymore. Or you find yourself like looking at this very unjust and painful world and you're like, God can't be in that. So let's not even talk about God, um, you know, or it could be a number of things. Maybe you're just new to God and this whole Jesus thing and you just like don't know if you buy into it yet. Whatever the case may be, our lenses have to come off and we got to put on God's. When we put on God's lenses, we begin to see life the way he sees it, right? Um, and this teaching can be applied to a lot of different areas of our life. Um, the area, like just simply put, like Pastor Matt was sharing with the coronavirus, there's a lot of things that are out of our control. I can't control how many pieces of toilet paper people buy, okay? Like I can't control people's insanity. So I need to let it go. We will have toilet paper when we have toilet paper, okay? We'll just go old school or something like that and figure it out. We're not gonna die without toilet paper, right? We just gotta let go of the control. Um, but but truly, um, today we're gonna talk about, and I wanna touch about one of like, just the most controversial topics sometimes today within the church, and that's money. Yes, money, don't tune me out. I'm gonna talk about it, and I'm gonna transform your life. Listen why. So, um, when we put on our lenses, we see one thing. When we put on God's lenses, we see another. For example, you're looking at life the way you do and you see people trying to teach you and talk to you about money like me right now that's all you see god is seeing people that he is sending to you to teach you his ways that's god's perspective when you see a building god sees his church when you see a group of people um, trying to make an event happen god sees a divine appointment with people that are going to know his love when you see, um, you know, groups or events at a church or something like that, God just sees his children loving on others. It's all perspective. It's all perspective, right? So let's establish one thing. God is not interested in your paycheck. He doesn't need it. He's interested in your heart. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, I want your paycheck. But everywhere in the Bible, God says, check your heart. I want your heart, right? And I'm going to just read a few verses out there. Just There's like four verses I'm going to read for you. Um just so you can see how much God is interested in your heart. Proverbs 23, 26 says, My son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. Matthew 6, 2, For where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Proverbs 4, 23, Above all else, guard your heart, because everything you do flows from it. And Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your money, no, no, no. It says with all your heart and not on your own understanding. See, God doesn't want your paycheck, right? Our tithe is not a tip we give to his kingdom for God showing up. It's not like, oh man, God really like answered my prayer today. So I'm going to show up on Sunday and like tip Jesus $10 because he showed up in my life. And then you walk out of service and spend $50 with your friends on lunch. Like, you know what the problem with our generation is? That we treat God like a waiter. We literally serve up our order. And then we tell, wait for God to serve us, and then we tip accordingly. 
So if he shows up with exactly what I ordered, I will tip him on a Sunday. But if not, then my tip is going to be affected by that. Right? Like, that's such a terrible thing for our generation to see God that way. Like, God's not my waiter. He's not here to serve me. Like, he's here to transform my life and have a relationship with me. That really just, like, hit my heart. Like, I was like, wow, God, like, I'm sorry that that happens. Like, he's not my waiter. He's so much bigger than that. He gave me life. And he breathes air into my lungs every single morning. That's crazy. Um... Why does God is so intentional? Why is God so intentional in wanting to talk about this today? And it's because he wants to release that control in your life. And it's not because God wants to control you. A lot of us feel like, oh, but I don't, you know, God is just trying to tell me what to do and all these rules and blah, blah, blah and all these things. That's not what God is trying to do. He's trying to do the complete opposite of that. Do you know what control does to your life? Control brings anxiety. It brings stress, it brings worry, it brings depression. As a result of all that, you get chronic illnesses. Like, let's be real. Like, right now in our generation, the biggest factors that are hurting us are not drugs and alcohol and all that. It's emotional stress. It's anxiety and worry and frustration. All of those things is what's the highest um, thing affecting our generation today. And it all has to be tied down to control. And the thing is that these things we feel like, oh, I'm anxious because I'm struggling at work or I'm anxious because of this situation or I'm frustrated or I'm stressed out because I've got so many things going on. No, no, no. That's that's what we that's the fly on the wall. We feel like that is what's bringing those um, feelings into us. But in reality, it's the fact that you can't control them. So what you cannot control is what brings these feelings into your life, not the circumstances. The Bible says that we're not going to be free of trouble. The Bible doesn't say that all of a sudden you're going to tithe and release the control of that area in your life and all of a sudden everything's going to be perfect in your life. That's not biblical, nor is it realistic in our life. What is real and what is biblical is that when you let go of control, God can free you from stress and anxiety and burdens and worry and and depressions and chronic illness, all of that, because you opened your hand and you released control and you let God be God in your life. That was just that was just great, guys. That, that was amazing. Just let go and let God be in your life. Um, God is not worried about your money. You are worried about your money. He's not worried about your bank account. You're worried about your bank account. God's worried about your life. He's worried about your family. He's worried about your relationships. He's worried about your purpose. He's worried about your dreams. He's worried about the reason he created you and put you on this earth. So while you're seeing that fly on the wall and concentrating on trying to control that fly, God's worried about how it's affecting the whole house and how you're missing the big picture and you're just going on about your life, clenching your fists as everything dies that's in there and he's waiting to breathe life into you. Whatever you're clenching in your fist right now will literally suffocate and die and it will kill you with it. Literally. It will just drain you completely. But when you open your hands and release it, It will not just breathe and have life, but it will bear fruit and it will bless other people and it will reach the world and you will leave an imprint in this world. Just open your hands and release it to God. Now, like, I know um, today is not like our typical service and um, we're not, we can't physically gather today, um, which hurts my heart because I love all you guys so much. 
Um, but I know that God is here. I know that God is with you where you are, with your family or driving in your car, listening to this or later listening to the podcast. And what I want to leave you with today for real is guys, like there is no better thing than to let go and let God. Pastor Matt brought up Philippians 4, 7, right? When you could just feel the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. That isn't something we could just cling on to as we're clenching our fists. Like, yeah, God, like I want to feel your peace and I want to feel your joy and I want to walk and, and trust that you've got this. But really, you've got this. Like, no, you don't got this and you don't have to got this. God didn't design you so that you would carry your own burdens. That's not how you were physically and spiritually designed. You were designed to let go and let God be God in your life. So I want to encourage you today, just whatever time you have with your family, with your spouse, or just on your own, to really just trust God um, and, and look in your fists. What, what areas of your life? Is it your finances? Is it your relationships? Is it your children? Do you feel the need to control your children so bad that it literally stresses you out? Like, that's a real thing. Um, and Or maybe just analyze too, like what are the things in your life that bring you the most anxiety? What stresses you out the most? What, what has you, like what is constantly running through your mind? And whatever that is, those are the things that you're clenching onto and those are the areas in your life that you need to trust God in. Thanks for listening to City Lift Church's podcast. Subscribe now to get new episodes each and every week. If you live in or ever in the South Florida area, come visit us on Sundays at Northeast High School in Oakland Park. You can also visit our website at citylift.church and keep updated with us on Instagram by following us at citylift.church.